0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of The Flocks, part six of the Doctor Who six-episode continued arc story, magic, TARDIS, dynamism, Doctor. I'm just saying words now. But this is Who's Raven On, the Raven On Doctor Who subsection podcast recap thingy hosted by me. Natalie Bohensky if you didn't know and if you did know then you do know that with me as always to recap this show is a man who thought the Sontaran three-fingered alliance was something very different <laughs> and a lot more sexual uh it's Stuart Late.
1: hello Natalie hello everyone yes that comes in a sealed section at the back it's nice
0: <laughs> Nice. You will hear other voices behind us. So let's just introduce them straight away. We decided let's get the whole fam back into the TARDIS. Let's pack out this bigger on the inside machine that is the internet. And let's get back our guests from the last couple of weeks in the red corner. Please welcome back over in Perth. It's Gregoire. Hello,
2: everyone. Thank you for having me back. I'm very excited to be here. I have Opinions. (laughs) Opinions.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And over in the blue corner in sunny, merry old England, it is Tom Selinski.
3: Hello there. I come more in sorrow than in anger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just in case you wondered what everyone's opinion of this episode was.
0: Greg messaged Stu and I to say, I would like to come on the podcast. I have opinions. And then I thought, let's just get Tom on again. Why not? Let's bring the whole fam in. Well, Natalie,
1: it was a a confusing and chaotic episode of Doctor Who. So why not have a confusing and chaotic podcast episode to match it?
0: (laughs) Well, that's right. So I just messaged Tom because I wasn't sure because of the time difference. I thought he might be still asleep. So I'll just give him the heads up. If he's busy, no worries. So I just said, hey, we're going to be going on roughly this time, if you'd like to join us. And he just wrote back, why not? (laughs) 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 Which I love. Let's process this all together.
2: That's right. Like having group therapy.
0: Yes. So Greg, Tom, between the two of you, do you want to explain the the, the plot of this episode. <laughs> you know, in a few sentences, um, how would you describe the plot of this, this episode?
3: The nearest I can come is, so one gizmo with mm. ill-defined and inconsistent properties consumes another gizmo with <laughs> ill-defined and inconsistent properties. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah. Mm. <laughs> yes. Scene yes. missing, step three, profit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's... My one-line summary of this episode would be, what if Doctor Who but all the parts are cameos? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Greg, your version?
2: I, I, I uh. <laughs> I can't even it wasn't You've confounded awful. him already. It's it wasn't awful. I mean you asking my, my opinion of it. I, I guess summary the summary is the doctor stops the flux. But other than that, it's you're like and other stuff happens for reasons, not really. They try to wrap up things but don't, and everyone's left vaguely unsatisfied and looking for a cigarette. I don't know.
0: I thought the cigarette also, was supposed to be when you were satisfied. Oh, is it so. also
2: does
3: she stop the flux? Yeah, well, was, yeah. Hasn't, hasn't yeah. half the universe been destroyed well, by the yes. first yeah. flux? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And this is she the, so she stopped out, the second flux. Yeah, and hasn't she wiped out three whole species in the process? Yeah, yeah yes, she uh, has. Well,
0: all right, let's see.
3: naughty, so, naughty species. Yeah, let's. I know, but this is this is not the crusading <laughs> moral doctor that I'm used to. This is the mm. hey, I know what guys, we could use these uh, these intelligent species as cannon fodder.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what's even worse? You remember about the South that?
3: Park? Remember the South Park movie? Uh, with the, <laughs> Operation
2: the, Human Shield. <laughs> exactly. Yes. it's a yeah. weird. It's it's it's
3: it's it's... Operation Cyberman
2: Shield. I mean, Jesus Christ. And Yaz, yes goes. Are we going to warn the Cyberman the Daleks? Yes. No. Who's cyberman My sorry? plans. Yaz uh, sort of. Sorry. Says, oh, Who's sorry. sorry? <laughs> <laughs> There, there is a yes. This, yeah, mm, I don't, is, don't remember this person. Ah, uh, look. Yes. I, I do remember her because she, once again, when someone gives a compliment, she sh- shoots them down. I don't understand her. I don't understand why they. Re- Graham in, the, in the, one of the past scenes was like, You're great, Yaz. You're doing really well. She's like, Shut up, Graham. I hate you. <laughs> And then this season, once and Dan's like, she's great. What a great young woman this is. She's like, Shut up, Scouser. And I'm like, To be then, to be fair, great. So to be weird. fair,
1: it is played slightly more as like a fun, I, like, you know, back and forth. Whereas like the thing with yeah. Graham was just she was just shouting at an old person. It yeah, was bizarre.
2: Like to who, who's wanted to point out that she was nice. So like, oh, and he's like even saying things like I had went back and watched it again, and he's like, You're so great and wonderful. I'm sorry that offends you. And I'm like, who writes this? <laughs> who writes? Who writes a compliment and then says, I'm sorry if I, anyway, sorry, this is a podcast. I was just ranting. I'm sorry. I've just passed
1: out. Can I just say quickly, I mean, we're we're getting right into this. So can I (laughs) I say quickly, I have a little script doctor fix that I think fixes the triple genocide. (laughs) Like, I I just want to run it past you and see Mm. if this tracks, right? So, and I I put this up on social, I put this up on Twitter earlier today, but you probably didn't see it. So I, I came up with a quick little fix. So everyone I assume has seen the and everyone listening has seen the episode if not I mean probably don't bother but yeah, you know, if spoilers. you're going to <laughs> you're there giant giant spoilers all over the place um so now the void ood right remember the the, the ood in the mm-hmm. void place the um vood? Like the the vood reduced the flux slightly Mm. That happened, right? I didn't dream that. That that was like that yep. was a, a plot point. That was apparently a big deal. So you've got less of the flux, but still, still enough flux to cause quite a bit of trouble. But Passenger is described as being like having an infinite interior, right? Mm. So wouldn't a better resolution to that problem be to get? passenger to suck all of the flux energy into its interior and then leave the Santarans to face the Daleks and the Cybermen having betrayed them yeah right yeah so then the Sontarans get a poetic comeuppance and the doctor and everyone can make a, a timely retreat and the Daleks and the Cybermen are like hey you were gonna let that kill us you bad people and then they duke it out and they deal with each other but everyone loves a doctor who's a murderer, and a I know. Like what, and what's it. with that? Like, but that works, right? Like that. That's yeah. the same.
3: It is to be fair, the same resolution that we got with the Daleks and the second TARDIS uh, sure. a year ago. It is, uh, yes, but- that's right. It's infinitely better than whatever that gibberish was that we got I'm, last
1: night. I was trying I was trying to think of something that didn't like completely like, you know, I mean, obviously if I had a go at it, I'd write a better episode. But, you know, if but there it's, was it's the
3: same as the uh the resolution to the Timeless Child, there was uh, somebody who the day after the episode went out put that little comic strip on Twitter pointing out that what the Master has done is fused Cybermen <laughs> and Time Lords uh, yes. and sh- therefore mm. should have created pacifist Cybermen, yeah. mm-hmm. mm. which would have resolved the, the problem. But instead, what we have is the Doctor willingly letting someone else blow himself up and all of her <laughs> enemies, because never be cowardly or cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. One I'm of a... the things I find most confounding <laughs> about Chris Chibnall is his apparent unwillingness to either see or to grapple with the implications of some of his ideas.
4: Mm, uh, yes, I was particularly yes.
3: annoyed in the uh, the Battle of Ransker of Colos, or whatever it's called, where a huge deal is made of the fact that there's this psychic stuff going around which is going to completely screw up Yaz and the Doctor's psychic something or other. And mm. because it's a Christian episode, this is sold by putting little black dots on them. Yes. <laughs> uh, so obviously building to the point where they're going to have to take them off. And then who knows? what effect that's going to have, and what a great way to explore these two characters by stripping away some of the social niceties that they normally have in place. What actually happens is they take them off for a minute, they feel a bit miz, they put them back on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, he's just so unwilling to explore the implications of the ideas he's created. And this series is full of that. I mean, clearly yes. there's far too many ideas, even for six whole episodes worth of material. They're all fighting each other. But even the ones that
2: are good just get discarded. They just get hand-waved away. Everything everything in this episode was hand-waved away. And it was so frustrating to watch that the whole way. You're like, okay, these, no one's in any danger once again. It seems like there's danger, but it's not going to be. I just found it so irritating.
0: Well, look, if I can uh, interrupt here and uh, say that perhaps we should get on with our minute challenge and we'll spark the uh, discussion points. Stu, would you like to go first? I can't remember who went first last
1: week. (laughs) I I can't remember, but I I can go first, absolutely. Why not? Um, So the first item on my list, incidentally, was a triple genocide bonus. (laughs) Um,
0: So I wrote on my list, did the Doctor just kill a whole bunch of living creatures? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, she did. This is where it's confusing for me because they are, you know, mad, genocidal, crazy, cloned weirdos.
1: Sure. But it's not the first time that the show has like specifically looked at, you know, should the Doctor wipe out the Daleks? Like, literally that dilemma yeah, yes, uh, has been posed doctor, multiple times over the show's history.
2: <laughs> the doctor sat over a puddle of goo that the, the dialects yeah. were going to form out of with a, yeah. two electrical cables in his hand
1: and said, do I have the right? Do I and, have the right? And in this and, and one, she and, gleefully lets just, the the murder like, wave just sweep over them. Part <laughs> of her plan. Not, not as like, oh, well, that's a shame. It's like, no, no, that was a design. Yeah.
0: And, yeah uh, if I can just explain, because I need to sort of tell you what happened today. I went and checked today Stu's Twitter feed before I watched the episode. And what I found was all these very sort of, not whimsical, wistful, what I would call wistful tweets, just posting clips of Tom Baker and David (laughs) Tennant and Christopher (laughs) Eccleston with not a huge amount of context. And I was watching these clips going, I assume this pertains in some way to... (laughs) what I'm about to watch tonight. And then I messaged Stu and said, oh, hey, ready for the podcast tonight? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched the ep yet? And I said, no, I'll get to it later. And he said, oh, well, just don't read my Twitter
1: feed. <laughs> 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 well, mostly because, I mean, further down, it was just me bitching about the episode.
0: Oh, see, I didn't get that. Um, I just saw a couple of the uh, the clips and went, oh, I love that clip of Christopher Eccleston. And I'd never seen the Tom Baker one before. And I was, I was thoroughly charmed by the idea that he was holding up literally two bits of a coat hanger. And no. uh, holding and, them again. and
1: selling the hell out of
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it I- was, but I thought they couldn't at least put like some clips on that, or like they couldn't fashion some sort of. No, they just sort of had some string that they got from the. Can, store and- can
2: I just jump in? I apologize. I just uh, t- we're going to go live now to a person who just texted me whilst we're on. A friend oh. of the show, Eloise Dundas Taylor sent me a oh, message Eloise. saying, "Eloise is you,
0: calling in remotely. Ha- she's
2: called in remotely. Have you watched the final episode? Do you have any energy to discuss?" She's then, she's <laughs> then written, "I am so angry in caps," and then <laughs> written, "Nothing. It all means nothing. Nothing means anything anyway."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a review from Eloise, uh, a friend of the show. <laughs> I should say at this juncture, like, uh, I'll point this out now, because like, we've obviously we're going to take some great glee in taking to this episode with bats. But, (laughs) you know, it's a miracle that this season of television exists, like through the pandemic and everything. And and I, I love the fact that Doctor Who was able to persevere through the pandemic. And if people watched these episodes and got something out of them and enjoyed themselves, that's really good. And I hope you had a great time and anything that we're about to say and already have said <laughs> doesn't negate your enjoyment of the episode. I just want to have that on record you know, because that- I'm about to take this fucking thing apart. <laughs> it is interesting uh, looking at some of the uh, the wider
3: like fan commentary on places like Gallifrey Base. There'll always be people who dislike episodes which the majority of fandom adores and there'll always sure. be people who love episodes which the majority of fandom can't abide. And so there's been a a widespread of marks for all of these episodes. But I'm seeing a lot now for the first time. People saying, I loved this season. It's been great. So exciting. Really enjoyed it. But the final episode was such a letdown.
0: Mm. So I think even
3: people who are kind of clinging on, (laughs) hold together, baby, hold together, baby, (laughs) Uh, have finally lost faith. At this point, and actually for me, that, that moment came last week. I went yes. into this week's episode not really with expectations anywhere because I just thought there's, there's actually nothing this episode can do now that will redeem what we've had so far because there's been so little coherence up to this point. There's literally mm. nothing that I'm hoping for or not hoping for, because none of it makes any sense. <laughs> mm. All right. Um,
1: so, the yeah, first item on my list was a uh, triple genocide bonus. Uh, second item on my list was, wait, so they didn't undo the flux? Mm-hmm. Um. So mm. they stopped the second flux, but then they didn't undo the flux. And then at the end of the episode, they just act like everything's gone back to normal. And it hasn't. I mean, unless mm. they forgot to put that scene in, because this thing is like squish together. This is a super tight sixty minutes. Many of you guys watch the good fight. I don't, but I've been told I should.
0: Yeah, you, you should. Claim. It's a
1: spin-off of the of the Good Wife,
3: and like I a lot never of,
0: watched the Good Wife. Do you need to have it's, watched it's, the Good Wife?
3: Uh, it, it helps, but it's not essential because it's only about a, a, a quarter of the characters from the Good Wife. It's pretty self contained. But like a lot of shows, they were they were hit with COVID. They had a years worth of storylines planned, and they basically weren't able to do any of them. They'd already had to curtail the previous series. So the first episode of the most recent series began as these things often do with a previously on. But what they decided to do. Was deliver a year's worth of stories. Oh my In goodness. an entire 60-minute episode, all of which was previously on. Wow. <laughs> because they had they had characters that they had been intending to write out at the end of the last year who they now couldn't get back for more than like a couple of green screen shots. And they ended up, I think, not using very many of the storylines they'd actually planned for the uh, the year they'd had to abandon. But they just thought, well, let's push the story on an entire year in one 60-minute episode. And oh, it's glorious. Really it's it's really so clever. clever. This episode felt like that,
2: but not in a good way.
0: <laughs> not in a good
2: way. The editing I found Painful actually. I found it. uh, I I don't think I have a short attention span, but I that was frenetic. That was like an ADHD person had edited it and it was just in the nicest possible way. People with ADHD, but it's it's just jumps weirdly all over the place, back and Hmm. forth, up and down. The shots are just. Fast and furious, and I no time to breathe. Which maybe have been by design, but I found it disorientating really, really badly. Actually, some some of the bits. Do you think right. it's
0: that classic magician trick of misdirection, like quickly look over here, look over there? Oh, we're keeping you on your toes, so you don't notice the gaping plot holes and the yeah. strange unresolved end conclusions. And but this this
3: issue of uh, no, this is not a happy ending is something we saw at the end of the last season as well. Hmm. Revolution of the Daleks features armies of Daleks going through the streets,
2: slaughtering people, Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. and that is never referred to again. Yes. Mm.
2: (laughs) Never. They just move on. (laughs) The the planet Earth is is stuffed. I mean, it got... Surrounded by dogs, uh, you <laughs> got landed on by, Sontarans and you know, twice. you
0: know, they mark their territory. They, they,
2: they, really, they really do. I love the fact that they went, they went Oh, we, uh, yes, we threw all you dogs into space where you died. And I'm like, There were seven billion dogs, and that so there were seven billion Sontarans. Like, it's just, like, what are you talking about? Like, not only that, not as we discussed last
3: week, not only was it kind of ridiculous that there have to be seven billion ships with seven billion dogs, each one of which can only take one human. <laughs> (laughs) Not only is is Carbonista just, like, a bit pissed off with the doctor that his entire species has been wiped out, everybody he loves, everybody he's ever known doesn't exist anymore, but it turns out all of those seven billion ships can be controlled by one lupari, by remote control, so actually
0: (laughs) everyone else could
3: have stayed safe at home. Yeah. yeah. So
0: when when that ship that came loose in last week's episode, and he's patching through, going, "You're out of the seat, you're out of order, you've lost your position in the shield. Get back, get back." He could have just like gone override and brought him back up instead of. Is it possible to write a
3: script without reading it? I mean, is that, is that <laughs> physically possible? It was,
2: it was like automatic writing. It was like they're possessed by the dead or something and they woke up and it was like a script
1: written. There. I don't know. It's bizarre.
0: Okay, that's, I'm getting a T-shirt with that yes. print.
1: <laughs> this is us giving it like two seconds thought and we're coming up with, hey, what about, what about, what about. Mm-hmm. No one at any point during the production sat down and said, hey, um, these all have a remote control. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's this constant, ongoing problem with Chibnall, where he thinks of these like ideas, these big, loopy-sounding ideas, which is fine. I want Doctor Who to be swinging for the fences, but within the episode, there is like contradictions. Hang on. And, and I just
0: thought of a potential reason why all the Lupari needed oh, to come. Yes. Maybe because the dogs had to individually go and find their human and like get them. Maybe they had to be physically in their presence.
3: But they don't. Only Calvinista does that. The rest of the time, all they do is form this shield around he, the he earth. Was there yeah. early. He yeah. was there
0: early. They did say that, that he was ahead of the rest. He'd got there first. For reasons. And that's why he yeah. got there. Well, for,
2: for COVID reasons, but
0: <laughs> <Yeah. I'm> not, <laughs> not just, story reasons. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to defend everything. I'm just, I, I guess what I'm wondering is if if they have reasons why it works, they're not making it into the script to be... Mm. Obvious enough as to why they had to all be there. So they said they were species locked, and they all were attached to a human.
2: Mm. I mean, you can you can see the idea. I, I can see it. I, in in some episodes somewhere of Doctor Who, there was this weird invasion of Earth where all these dogmen turn up, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" And there's seven billion dogmen are about to fight us all, and they they're not here to fight. They're here to save us. They're here to to shoot the, yeah. the alien from the other dimension that we can't yeah. see it's or a whatever. Fun Doctor Who idea. Yeah, and you go, "Oh, we all have a dog. It's lovely." And then they all leave. They go, "Bye then," and they all fly off into space, and they save the day, and the doctor. Like, oh, we should be nice to people who look different to us, blah blah blah.
1: And then (laughs) she delivers that monologue directly down the camera, that's right.
2: (laughs) And that's and and that's a great idea. You've got to be
1: nice to people who look different from you, yeah. yeah. And then (laughs) when you (laughs) are arranging
2: for them all to be slaughtered, yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, she flies them, she accidentally flies, them. accidentally, she chooses to fly the lapari into the sun. Um but it just seems that these ideas then get reconstituted into this
1: weird mix for
2: the flux and I just I can't well, I can't and it's
1: just, possible again <laughs> like like you know to give them the massive massive benefit of the doubt we know that this was a weird production schedule like, mm-hmm. like there was all sorts of crazy stuff happening behind the scenes I'm sure if they'd been given all the time and money and space in the world like you know would this have been any better I don't know but like we got what we got and some of it at least can be explained by the COVID and production issues but man like like there's there's ways to condense stuff down like like I mean at the very least just start jettisoning stuff like get get rid of extra plot lines. There's so much in here that is redundant. Like the next time I'm on my list is what was the point of Bell and Vinda in the end?
0: <laughs> well, like, I'm honestly, it back to you know that yeah. I, I am
1: so glad that we didn't that they didn't end up like pulling the trigger and making them the Doctor's parents. Oh, like, that was a that's still a coming. Thing. That's still coming. You reckon it's that's still, still coming? Oh, that they're going to stick around? Yes, of course
2: they. <laughs> of course they are because they're like when the doctor's like oh you're pregnant or don't make a big thing of it and you're like
1: oh she just met herself in the womb i think you are i think you are giving chibnall far too much credit I think okay. they are just random characters. We will meet like, back guaranteed. here on the on the field
2: yeah. of battle in a year's time, That's Stuart. Right. Exactly. Late, and we will exactly. we'll see who was correct.
1: Because honestly, <laughs> like I have absolutely no faith in Chris Chibnall's ability to think that far ahead. They are a means to an end. Like he needed to show some stuff that was happening somewhere else, so he created two characters and he needed to have them need to be searching for each other, so he made them a married couple. And Honestly, not, it would be that simple. It's, it's all plot. Yeah, sure, why not? Because it gives it, like, stakes, right? Not really. Like, At no point was she in any
2: danger of dying. And, and I, I, no I agree. Point did, no I, point I, point I absolutely agree. did she agree, say but... that, oh, my baby's going to get killed if I keep running around around like a lunatic. She just seen the baby seemed to be quite useful, as in it was, you know, giving moral support. Yeah, and, they never and, really yeah.
0: explained she Doing computer
2: programming? It was like yeah, a computer programming baby?
0: Yeah, it's child tech. <laughs> And so mm. the baby, and so she's able to talk to her own baby in the womb.
1: I, I think we've mentioned it before. And it's it's like, it's a weird, a weird, like there, there's politically very, very strange thing to sort of just drop into a children's show. But anyway, are they, like, are it they, just sort are of,
0: they humans or are they another, another kind of species? Well,
1: and this is the thing, like, I, I didn't have this <laughs> on my list, but the doctor mentions when she's being interrogated by the, the great serpent or whatever Got the hell it's called.
0: Dot Cotton, from Dot Cotton by Dot <laughs> Cotton.
1: Um, she talks about having. Did, does she say like a binary heart system or something? And so I was sitting there no, saying, he, well
2: She's a dual. He's a dual
1: something creature. As in, he's half snake, half a, yeah, man. A oh, yeah, a
0: demi species. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're, right. they're bonded together. Like the for dogs a in- second, I thought she would. I thought he was going to turn out to be a Time Lord, and that they, and that they were pulling the trigger on that whole thing. But no, obviously not. Okay, because this stuff was flying past so quickly. Well,
2: the Grand um, Serpent, yeah. the actor who played the Grand Serpent, had the expression on his face that I had watching most of the show. As in, <laughs> I, just looking vaguely disaffected and confused, and then going, Are you going to kill me? Okay, fine. Please put me out of my misery. Uh, and then, and looking vaguely, all they just hear this kind of look on his face like he could smell a poo. And <laughs> that's he, such a weird, I don't, I just, I've written down here in, in my one minute challenge, you didn't invite me to, anyway. Who is the Grand <laughs> Serpent? Why is the Grand Serpent? <laughs> what is going on with the Grand Serpent? Why? Wh- why? Yes.
0: So the thing is, Greg, is that <laughs> I can say jinx to that because in my minute challenge, I just have written, which I think encapsulates what you've all just said, is what was the Grand Serpent's deal? Mm. <laughs> I think that, that sort of sums up exactly what all the questions you what just What was asked, his Greg. goal? Yeah. Like, like, what was he
1: trying to do? I was unclear on what his endgame was. Like, he teamed up with the Sontarans for... Well,
0: hour. the doctors seemed to think that he would then betray them that in, when he was torturing her or trying to torture her. And she was guessing who he was. Mm. She seemed to say something about, but then he'll blackstab the Santarans, and then he'll get control of Earth. Maybe underpants
2: uh, prophet. Yeah, but again,
0: yeah. and this is the thing: it's <laughs> maybe Earth is the last spot left that hasn't been touched by the Flux. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm. But Maybe it's all going to come out later. Maybe maybe once again, this is a long game, but I, it better, it better. I don't know. I, I, I'm sick well, of least- saying, I've been saying that for six episodes. I'm tired of saying that now. Yeah. Oh, in the future, it'll all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it,
0: at least they didn't sort of go, we'll be back for the special and we'll resolve it all then. Like they did seem to at least come to a conclusion of the six part of this episode. Though,
2: wasn't- did you see that there is actually, they have the, the fight, like what will happen in the next episode? They actually show a little bit. And I was very happy to see the part that I saw, it was Seen this? Anyone might be saying Uh, what happens.
1: I've seen the the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was just it was a longer trailer they put out. But later.
2: Oh, is the, the I only saw a little bit the small one and it was the doctor being gunned down by a Dalek and I'm all here for it. Yes. So uh, <laughs> yes. Um, because... it, it, was, it was a rotary gun Dalek. It was a guard Dalek and they yeah. brrr, machine gun. Yeah, and I was like, was Yes, cool. please. Please kill everyone and then that'll bab- <laughs> be bab- the end of that.
1: Well I think you I think you're gonna get your wish, Greg, because um not to not to spoil anything, but it, it is in the in the longer the longer trailer, but we seem to be in for a bit of a time loop situation. Oh it's Groundhog um, Day. It, it's Groundhog Day with Daleks. Oh, uh, really? so actually it, it actually I'm kind of interested i'm like that's that's interesting that's a good premise sure
0: yeah well I don't know. <laughs> as i like to keep saying xena does everything first and uh, obviously <sighs> apart from the movie, groundhog day. there's a really good groundhog day episode of xena uh which i highly recommend i can't remember the title of it but it's a really
3: good up. a really good groundhog episode of tng as well there yeah. is there is mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's a really good movie called groundhog day it's um <laughs> yes. it's, uh, i prefer the stage play version, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, the the next item on my list is Remember when the TARDIS was sick? Yes! Uh, was oh my god! That was, that was <laughs> a thing that just went nowhere. Like, the TARDIS was really sick and then uh, un, not, not resolved. It's fine. It, it's well, that's all good again. A
0: oh, had doors. yeah, doors. It yeah. had
1: doors everywhere. Yeah, doors were everywhere and it had weird, like, growths coming out of it and was black dew to, oozing from the ceiling.
0: Was that supposed to be a link to Mr. Williamson and his doors that go to strange places?
1: Who knows? Who knows?
0: Was that supposed to kind of tie in with that that the TARDIS was picking up on the flux? No idea. <laughs> you know, absolutely
1: no idea. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to sound snippy there, but it's like that. That is just <laughs> a really cool, interesting idea that they just dropped like a hot potato. <laughs> just dropped it. But no you're time. You're so
0: right. I forgot. I forgot about that. Because yeah, it was all creepy, and the doctor was like, "Oh, yeah, no, it I'm means not. nothing.
1: It means nothing. Just some cool visuals, and who cares?" And
0: Everybody again, does. nothing that
3: Williamson does has any impact. He's sort of dismissed no. at one point. Your work is done, but he hasn't done anything. Yeah, what <laughs> have you
1: done? Why? And, and <laughs> well, did you notice he, he stopped is... talking in
3: cryptic riddles? Yeah, well, when, when he starts to explain himself, nothing that he explains makes sense. So He says, so I, I discovered that there were these portals, so I excavated. Mm. What? what that Where mean? did you mm. discover these portals mm. if they're under the ground? You have to excavate <laughs> first, and then you discover the portals. It's, surely it's got to be that way around. And then having discovered these portals, which lead to death, I thought what I'll do is I'll build a shelter right next to the death-dealing portals (laughs) because that will keep everybody safe. Uh, But my problem was nobody would believe me because presumably if I showed them the portals of death, Mm. they died
2: (laughs) and couldn't tell anyone. I love the idea that that he he took him like ten times to work that one out. He's like have a look at my portals. Oh, not again. Oh, oh, well get to someone else.
1: Again, this is a script
2: which appears to be written with nobody reading
3: it.
1: Yeah. it's just cobbled together just, out of out of spare parts.
3: Yeah. If you listen to the, the DVD commentaries of old episodes, you hear actors begin to It's sort of a cliche hmm. that this uh, you know, British thesp will come on going, oh, yes, I, I did uh, four weeks in the 1970s. <laughs> and uh, it was all jolly. good. Fun. Of course, I didn't understand a word of what was going on. And you hear actors saying that. And OK, hmm. fair enough. But it's rarely actually the
2: truth. <laughs> yes, that's it. The audience shouldn't be I doing the same thing. We shouldn't be going, we yeah. don't understand. I've watched this for 50 years. I don't know a word of what's going on anymore. No idea.
1: It's crazy.
0: That's what um, Desmond uh, Llewellyn used to say about Q, wasn't it? That was his whole.
1: Yes. Yeah, they, they put up cue uh, cards for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite, quite Q cards. Uh-huh.
4: Like
0: you can see in Goldeneye, it's hilarious. There's this lovely. Wide shot of Bond and Q talking, and you can clearly see Desmond Llewellyn looking over Pierce Brosnan's shoulder. Very
1: obviously, his eye line does not match.
0: (laughs) Very large Q cards. They're literally one letter at a time, just being waved at him. Um, Bless him. him. RIP, Desmond Llewellyn.
1: The next item on my list is, I guess, the Ravagers are defeated. Then? (laughs) Question mark. Like, okay, like, yep, sure. They apparently, apparently, time is now a god which is fine. Great idea. Great concept. Would have been nice to hear about it like before the personification showed up and, you know, what a covert cop-out that it's like, oh, it looks exactly like Swarm and then exactly like the Doctor. But um, what about Azure? Was Azure
0: there? Was Azura? Swarm? Yeah, Azura,
1: and also Azure was there. Um, again, with the redundancy, <laughs> that character may as well not exist. What functional thing has she added to the Would story she... that, that couldn't have been served by Swarm by himself?
3: It's the Russian Dolce I was moaning about last episode. Yeah. So the angels turn out not to be a real threat mm. because they're working for Tech who herself isn't a real threat because she's sort of swatted aside by Swarm and Azur as soon as they show mm-hmm. up, and it turns out that they're not a real threat yeah. because they're working—I'm not sure—either for or against the personification of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to sacrifice the she, time to he,
3: them? they, it isn't a real threat because when it gets the chance, it just says, "Doctor, I'm going to restore you rather yeah. than
2: do anything to hurt you." Yeah. Yeah. Why?
3: Why? Because you're, right? you're gonna die soon. Because yeah. you're gonna
0: die soon.
2: So you're gonna die soon. No regeneration. You're definitely doomed. Lydia West
3: is is waiting. And uh, come on, skip to the end. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like just nothing. It's a, nothing, a complete nothing burger of an ending. Like like no satisfying resolution. Everything just gets.
2: I don't even know who they are.
1: Who are as you? Who
2: are? Yes. No. Are I, you, I. I'm I clear. Have,
0: they're the ravagers, guys. I, come I, on. <laughs> keep up. Who,
2: I'm assuming inside the fob watch memories, there's like all these fun adventures, which I much rather would have watched. And <laughs> and so I'm guessing that that's where we will learn about them in the, in the future, in the past. Sure.
1: Which has been very like the doctor's entire arc this season, since learning of the fact of the timeless child sort of thing has been to find the memories of her past. Mm. And now for no reason other than we want to prolong it for another couple of specials, she drops it into the TARDIS and sinkerator. What the that- hell? Mm. Lazy, yeah. lazy writing.
0: Yeah, well, the TARDIS is clearly recovered and is not, you know, if the TARDIS was still sick and she did that, that could be interesting.
1: <laughs> you know I mean? Sure. If, if- Many things could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this great and unknowable universe. But what do you have? So it's many it, it, things could be your, interesting. Your,
3: infinite your, your main character's motivation is, I have to find out, I don't need to find out, and I mustn't find out simultaneously. Yeah, mm. It's very difficult to emotionally engage with any of this.
2: <laughs> it's, I would have understood... If Swarm had said, "Doctor, you want to find out after all the things you've done, really? Oh my mm. goodness, good lord! Please open the fob watch. I'm looking forward to watching your soul die." And then the doctor going, "Oh my god, I'm a monster," which could might have been true or not, but at least then there would have been a reason maybe for the doctor not to know. Yeah, but no, they didn't like, just teasing the doctor, I don't know, I don't know why I keep... No, ignoring. no, you're right,
1: and, and like all it needs, and this is the thing, the bones are broken to this thing, but like you can make things work by doing just little stuff, little stuff like that, mm. that shows you have intention behind your characterization. and there isn't any, like it's just plot movements, it's just moving pieces around a board, it's bashing toys together, going, brah, I fight you doctor, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> done. Game yeah. over. Yeah. It means nothing. It's it's just meaningless. It's meaningless noise and sound. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it just I. this is the thing. This episode kind of took me in a little bit because it. there is so much color and movement and everything's, and you're sort of racing to keep up with it because it's going so quickly. You're just sort of making sure you've catch everything and watch everything and understand what's going on. And then you kind of get to the end and it's just this empty sugar hit. And I've spent all day just getting more and more bitter <laughs> and, and the, my, my, t- my stomach like just turning to acid at the thought of just this useless Ending of of this what has been ups and downs like there's been some pretty good stuff in here. There's been no episode that I would say is an unqualified success, but there's been some fun stuff. There was some fun stuff in this episode. I thought Jodie Whittaker was really good in this episode. I thought she was really fun. I thought she had a lot of fun with the, with you know the three the split mm. doctors sort of thing. I thought there was some stuff in there that was quite fun. I actually liked that they finally 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 gave Yaz and the Doctor a moment to sort of just breathe and you know acknowledge each other as characters and not like plot movements mm. you know but overall this this whole episode is just it's it's nothing it's just ticking off a series of boxes because the story has to come to some sort of conclusion now.
2: I absolutely agree with you, Stu. The, the biggest part at the end, I noticed, it's, it's a little thing, but it was so obvious why they did it, was when is like, oh, no, I can't go on a date with you, oh, Dan, God. because you stood me up." Bye, bye, see you later, bye. The only reason they did that was so that he would go, I'll yep. go in that TARDIS. Because let's yep. face it, everything to do with that TARDIS is monstrous pain. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's gone through years of trauma and the, the doctor's like, come for a fun." Right, running with you, the doctor is not fun, and so they, yeah. they had to go. Oh, there's heartbreak at home. So therefore, the doctor looks like the best rebound.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going because he's like enthusiastic <laughs> about exploring the universe. He's going because he's got nothing better yeah. to do.
2: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's so horrible. It's such a
1: uh... and also why way to throw dies character under the bus. Like you know, she inexplicably knows about the internal like me- mechanism of passenger. Okay, fine. Like she worked it out. Great. She's brilliant then. Like, that's incredible. Like, you know, explore yeah. her character more. Oh, no. She just, like, dumps Dan for plot reasons and then walks away.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also that's, like, just a simple conversation of, well, you know, the night I was coming to meet you, that's when I got kidnapped and all this yeah. started. It is absolutely
1: what? bananas that that's what they hit. Like, like, you could conceivably make a scene where she's like, you know, Dan, I just need to take some time to process this. I yes. I just went through an incredible you know, traumatic experience. I can't just go and get a drink with you. I need to I need to see a therapist. You know? But instead <laughs> He's not gonna
0: believe me. Yeah, well, that's it's well, gonna be well, a nightmare. Well, you know,
1: therapist will believe her, Natalie, because the therapist has also lived through the last several months where like there was aliens floating around. <laughs> yeah. And a potato came to their and house yeah, and like, threatened potato them came to their house and told them that they were puny human scum. <laughs> like An arsonate chocolate. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. Just
0: don't. That's for me. Save that for me in my list, okay? (laughs) Okay,
1: okay. Okay, we'll leave that. But yeah, I'm sorry. I've just. There's so much about this that is so unintentional. Like there is so little intention behind the current writing. It's just ticking off boxes. Doctor Who's about ideas and characters and and big concepts. And this is almost like obligation. It's like someone who's almost being forced to to do it. And I hope that's not what's happening with Chibnall. I'm sure there was a lot of pressure on him to deliver something. But you know, like, you're still making Doctor Who, man, come on. The reason we're in this situation is because Chris
3: Chibnall had a huge hit with Broadchurch. Mm, Yes. And let's not forget that Broadchurch is resolved by the guy who did it giving himself up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Whereupon,
3: <laughs> nothing that anybody did in the preceding episodes matters.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh, that makes Broadchurch even worse. though
0: oh, Yeah. <laughs> but David Tennant's able to track him down. Sure. He he tracks him down with some sort of phone monitoring. Something walks there's, in on him. There's
3: a danger when you're if you're writing a script of what's known as directing from behind the typewriter. So if you're writing and handing your script over to someone else, then it's very easy to overwrite and over-explain and want everything to be absolutely nailed down. Sometimes it works better to leave a few things unsaid and allow a really good actor to kind of flow into the cracks. And of course, that can also happen unintentionally. You can have a thin character that's brought to life because a brilliant actor gets hold mm. of it. And I think one of the reasons we love Broadchurch so much was the two leads actors were David Tennant and Olivia Colman who are both cast iron geniuses and so if there were problems with the script we wouldn't have noticed because they're going to be making up for any deficiencies there but this is not sustainable Hmm. sooner or later either the writer has to go oh I see what this character is now, thank you actor I can write to this or the character is going to start diminishing because actually there's there's no ballast there's no there's no infrastructure there to support it but again going all the way back to The Woman Who Fell to Earth one of the characters is defined by grief, hmm. two of the characters actually because uh, Grace has a relationship to, to both Graham and Ryan and so they both have a hole in their life now and I remember when that episode went out going I don't know if this show is the right show to deal with what it actually feels like to lose somebody like that? And if it isn't, why is that there? Because either it's now going to be brushed under the carpet, or we're going to actually see somebody going on adventures with the doctor who is really
2: being torn apart by grief. And I don't know if that works. Mm unfortunately it wasn't they tried graham the actor we played graham acted his ass off and sums it was it, it takes you away is that the one with the frog is that the frog yes. episode the, space and, frog, the cosmic frog cosmic <laughs> frog and which okay i just remember the cosmic frog he meets grace again of course and then he's really affected well it's not grace but he meets someone who looks like grace and then he's super affected you watch that episode and you got graham hmm. staring out at the lake having a really hard time because he's just gone through this horrible thing again and the doctor just blows him off the yeah, doctor's yeah. kind of like, come on, Graham, let's have adventures again. He's, he kind of trudges after them. And you're like, please give him a hug. Someone hold yeah. that man's hand for a moment and Acknowledge go. Acknowledge
1: that he's going through some, some emotions and yeah. respond in kind.
2: And even if it's not the doctor, fair enough. If someone said that this doctor is, they're trying to play them up a little bit aspy or autistic or mm. I don't something like that. Okay, sure. It's weird, but fine. Then Yaz could be, play that role. Someone can play the role of goodness doctor. You've got to help him out. Like, you know, you've got to, you've got to help him. And she's like, oh okay. Cause that's what Jenna Coleman did with the 12th doctor. I'm, yeah. I'm his carer. I care that so he doesn't have to. And they even lean into that. They mm. explain the doctor can be a bit of a prick, but He doesn't mean to be or she doesn't mean to be. It's just sometimes the regeneration comes out that way. And then you have Mm. another character who is the emotional core, the companion. It's it's Dr. Who. (laughs) I'm not a writer. I don't write. (laughs) Even I I can point out what Dr. Who, the core of it is. And then I'll let much more clever people. If I was given the chance to write this show, (laughs) I promise you that if I ever get a chance, it's never, you know, whatever magic time, but I will come and chat to the brain trust who are listening now. And I will go, here's my script. Can you just read it? Over and point out if there's any gaping yes. holes. <sighs> it's just, it's, it's, I'm about to say, but the boil has been
1: lands, but it really hasn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu, where well, are you I'm, up to in your list? So,
1: I'm, I'm, my my list is long, long done. No, 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 <laughs> oh,
0: long. is it long
1: done and picked apart and left for dead? Um, so let's uh, <laughs> let's deal with your list.
0: All right. Well, look, I'm just going to start with this. Okay, <clears throat> they. <sighs> seem to imply that the Sontarans have developed a weakness Mm -hmm. that is they enjoy chocolate and sweets. And so because of that, ha-ha, how funny you can defeat someone by playing on their weakness for chocolate (laughs) and sweets. And I just want to say I feel very attacked. (laughs) I feel this is personal I feel very seen, but not in a good way. I don't feel good about myself. I'm not enjoying the fact that they've kind of gone, ha, ha, look, the potatoes like chocolate. Ha, ha, you suck. I, I, You know, it's not necessarily a weakness to enjoy tasty snacks. <laughs> you can still be a strong person. And I just think that that was a little harsh. And, you know, maybe they could think about people who, enjoy chocolate and sweets and, and maybe find them in a time of COVID when, you know, life has been uncertain that sometimes you need a crutch. And and I just think maybe the Sontarans have been similarly stressed and, you know, they're weird organic melding with their machines to get microbiotic something, What I don't know. I just want to put that out there. I just want to put that on the table. That did they need to do that? Did they need to food shame the Sontarans? I'm on Team Sontaran on that point. I just think that was very unfair. So I had similar things such as time is a person now, question mark, and um, time hey, is it, an evil person. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time. The, the time, time, time travelers they- Saddler. <laughs>
2: I can't I look something. that out. It's like, I, I'm guessing it's meant to be that, oh, the Time Lord's been keeping that a secret and or been keeping evil time down. And that means that, and look, maybe that's a cool thing that can expect, but like, okay, sure. Is time
0: a cult leader? Is that sort of what, because Azure and Storm seemed Storm. I keep calling him Storm. I don't know why. It's Swarm. They seemed like really keen to prove to time that they were had brought them a Time Lord as a sacrifice. and
1: Exactly, but we, we haven't seen that sort of aspect of them at all previously at least i can't remember that that like like we we knew that they were they represented time or something and and
0: big fans of time not big fans, fans of, of time
1: race. i just find it so bananas that in this show about a, a, arguably one of the most famous time travelers the doctor a time traveler <laughs> is on the side of space, but um, you know, but but you know, like like as as Greg was saying, like there's there's interesting things can, that can come from that. Maybe that's another thing that the time lords did is they imprisoned time, they imposed themselves, they colonized it. You know, like like there's all oh. sorts of interesting things mm. that you can. An I'd abusive relationship. You can go, Indeed, you, you know? bastards, you yeah, trapped like, me in
2: a crystal and you, you put me in your
1: TARDISes and you yeah. made me work for you. But you I know? don't
2: think we're ever going to get that. No, so. no, that's
1: that's not. It is all functional plot mechanics. It, it's it's moving pieces from A to B with no reason or rhyme other than the fact that they're doing that. It's
0: But, I, you know, time does look kind of cool and purpley.
1: In a, in a black coat. Or well, black. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just... Yeah, exactly. It's it's just swarm, like it's just swarm again, and then it's and then it's the Doctor with the coat turned inside out.
2: I kind of wish they had goatees and eye patches on. That <laughs> was- it should it should have been
1: Jody Whitaker with a goatee.
2: Oh, be- <laughs> that, that would have, have been, been fantastic. Lucy Whittaker. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a serious question here? I know, I know. Lo- everything we're doing is who and why, but I, I I honestly don't understand. So the division's plan was to destroy the universe because the Doctor had been meddling with the universe. I think. But that was different to the Swarm and Azure's plan, which was destroy Mm. the universe.
1: Yes. yes. So they're both trying to
2: destroy the universe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: And they're enemies. They're they're enemies through time and space.
1: Enemies who have the exact same, like, end game.
2: But the only difference I could work out was the Ravagers, as and Swarm wanted to kill the universe over and over
1: again, make everyone suffer, and make it suck. For well, a long this is the thing that that emerged in this episode. I think they explicitly say that wasn't their original intention, but now that now they were going to just make the Doctor suffer. They were going to reverse it and do it, and reverse it and do it again. Mm. Like,
3: and there are some real, really kind of weird scale things going on here. So Swarm and yes. in this episode are presented as these kind of. Omnipotent, godlike creatures who can flit between universes and yeah. uh, you know, are are barely corporeal. But remember, episode one, when he was just a dude in a prison. Mm, yes.
2: yes. Yeah. Yep. He was, and he regenerated uh-huh.
1: into this version of the of of swarm. Yes. So uh, something which was never explained. Mm. <laughs> Time
0: <laughs> inverted comma <laughs> yeah. question mark
1: yeah. <laughs> Time.
0: Well, they did something bad at some point, causing. The Joe Martin, doctor, I guess, to imprison them. Sure, I mean, we, we saw that. So, so they, that. they
1: they they led that first assault on Atropos, and they were captured and imprisoned. And Swarm was put on that weird penal asteroid, and and uh, Azure was turned into a human and, and put in Antarctica for some reason. Or and, like give in it a the and give it a boyfriend. And give it a boyfriend. I mean, <laughs> who, who was that guy? Was he an operative? Was he just some dude? He tried to save her. He went, "Don't touch anything!" And she yeah, got
2: like, blown to pieces. And you are like,
1: okay. yeah. Like, it wasn't like,
2: oh God, we're done. Like, it, I don't know.
1: there was like an, a Lapari thing, and she seemed to know what that thing was and destroyed it. Yeah, there was like, a why would she That's want to destroy right. it? Oh yeah, yeah, That's, I forgot about that. Oh, why would goodness. she want to destroy it? Like, surely she wants to be freed if she knows who she is. Maybe she didn't know who she was, but why would she destroy it then if she if she had none of her memories? It, none of it makes sense. None, <laughs> it, it's just stuff that happened. Well, okay. all right,
0: I'll get back to my list then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because the next thing that we haven't talked about that was on my list was this is a three-doctor story. How it is technically, do you yes. Guys, as Doctor Who, you know, experts, because I know in the past we've had multi-doctor stories has there been a multi doctor story where it's the same doctor split multiple ways? And does it, as the doctor seems to say, go against all known laws of physics? Greg, you are a physicist. Please <laughs> 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 I,
2: I will say that the 11th doctor had a flesh construct made and they were exactly the same and no one mm-hmm. could tell the difference. And in the, the tenth end, the 10th doctor
3: don't... had a, a, a regenerative twin. That's right. Metacrossis the Metacrisis Doctor. That's right. Metacrisis Doctor. Yes. Yeah, so that's. And most even, doctors it... have met their doubles. Uh, the fifth doctor met a double of himself as Omega. Uh, the fourth Doctor had a cactus double of himself That's right uh, The second had a, a Mexican double of himself oh. uh, And the first uh, yeah, Had right. a character called the Abbot of Amboise
2: <laughs> so they will there's nothing new it's all fine then i will say uh, to stand up for it i enjoyed the fact that the, the doctor was split across time mm. and and to begin with i was like i thought she was jumping around then i was like oh no she's in three places and spacing out and was trying to talk to one and i went oh that, that could have done it better but i actually I, quite I liked was, that thing
0: i was intrigued by the concept it was yeah. but it also was very convenient to we've now got, you know, yeah. all these different extra companions in the TARDIS that we've collected on the way, but we still need the doctor's the only person who can actively problem solve them And Again, this is of- a,
3: a gag we've seen before in the timeless child, the master's in two places at once because the script needs him to be there. And this is the yes. script all over. Anyone who just needs to be somewhere or needs to talk to somebody else who is somewhere else <laughs> just can
0: can, yeah. Like Vinda
3: mm. calling the Doctor, Kate calling the Doctor, anybody can call anyone else. How does Kate doc- from 2021 turn up in those tunnels in 1904 with a Doctor's mm. TARDIS from 1967?
2: That's a big finish story for you, Tom, right there. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> She's just there. She's just... Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. See, what will happen is Tom goes off to write that big, big Finnish script to explain that discrepancy, and in 100 years from now... We'll find him in some tunnels, <laughs> you know, in some big mutton <laughs> shop, sideburns and a top yes. hat. Going, well, I was just trying to save all humanity from this terrible Doctor Who storyline, and I kept going through doors, and I could it not was solve madness. the plot. Total madness. Sorry, I couldn't do the Liverpudlian accent. It wouldn't come to me. So I was just doing generic <laughs> grumpy old man, Tom. I wasn't trying to imply that, <laughs> that you have a dodgy voice or anything. But uh, I, I've got to get into my scowls accent. But he didn't have well, a... Exa- exa-
1: I was about to say, Williamson doesn't really have a, a Liverpudlian accent, does he? Like he, he just sort of talks in old timiness.
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit gruff, I think. Um, I've been trying to help people. Yes,
1: I did like just for some reason the line tickled me where the where the doctor comes to rescue herself and she goes hello please stop torturing me. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. That was fine,
0: and and there was a bit of like you're cute. Oh, I've got a crush on her. That yeah. was fine. It was cute. It was, you know, and the
2: eleventh Doctor pretty much did the same thing um, with the with the flesh replicant. That was very much the Doctor flirting with himself. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's good. That's fine. That's that's a callback a, 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 to old versions of the character, which I love. Did, it, I was thinking when I saw the three Jodie Whittaker Doctors, part of my brain went: In the original version of this script, was it meant to be literally three different Doctors? Is this meant to be a three-year-old version? So Matt Smith and 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 David oh. Tennant maybe coming or to Jay rescue Martin. Them? Or Joe, Mar- of course, uh, Joe Martin. That makes much more sense. Yes. Coming to save her from her own self, basically. We, mm. We'll never know. I'm spe- total crazy speculation. I was just like, oh, and well, it's, it's fine. I, did, I, I quite liked the three. I, I know. Yeah, as said as
3: that. fans, we've been moaning that the Doctor often in these stories doesn't have any agency. So the solution here is to have <laughs> three Doctors in three places, all of them doing things. Well, I mean, the one with Swarman actually doesn't do an awful nope. lot, to be honest. Nope. Uh, but the other two do stuff. But then the result of that is that no one else has anything to do. Mm. So yeah, Kate doesn't do anything. Vinda doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, Kate.
0: Kate is supposedly the head of worldwide resistance to the Sontars. There's no evidence about that apart from some bloke no. who gets tortured by. He's some
2: random guy. Some poor, <laughs> some poor skinny kid. Like, tell me where Kate is. And he's like, oh, and he gets a snake through him. And, like, and he okay. says,
0: he says something like. I've never met her or something like yes. that, and because you you haven't seen him before, you're like, well, maybe he's maybe he's telling the truth. Grand
2: Serpent just goes to a random house and pulls some guy out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, put a snake in you. It. Okay, sure, all right. But I'm yeah, there's sort of,
0: all she really says is the Sontaran headquarters is in Chile. There's no real evidence of here's all the stuff we've been doing to try to... And also, <laughs> okay, did the Sontaran... This isn't on my list, but it just popped into my head. At one point, the Sontarans are like bragging to Earth people or to- tormenting Earth people going, ha-ha, Earth, and this is your last day on this planet. I thought their whole plan was to like kind of be in control of like why would they want Earth to get... I suppose they were assuming it would be taken up by the flux, but what's left if the Sontaran... Taran's let Earth go. Unclear. What's left for them? I mean, are they just going to be king of the ashes? That's the king of the Dalek and Cybermen metallic clangy ashes.
1: You could have that as like a, a, an ironic or, you know, like some sort of through line, like the Doctor condemning them, saying, you know, like you're fighting over scraps, you're fighting over, mm. do you, remember you know, a, you're fighting yeah. to be King of the Ashes, some, but, you know, it would it's, require it's like some of, thought. It's a,
0: big, it's a bit suicidal. So you, you, know? uh,
3: you guys got the Fast Show, didn't you, in Australia? Yes, whole, yes, we yeah. did, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I it just struck me, this whole series has been uh, like being told the Doctor Who story by Roly Birkin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, down in the,
4: uh, <laughs> <along> the <laughs> earth are Sontarans in
3: the, 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 the US. Uh, yeah, I Lupari. all look like dogs. Uh, <laughs>
0: but of course, I was very, very, very,
2: very dressed. <laughs>
0: That's a good sketch show. Actually, before
2: you brought up um, uh, as a physicist, as a physicist, I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in now as a physicist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really, there's one area, <laughs> there's one area that that made me bristle when it was like, oh, the flux, it's antimatter, and it's like, oh, oh antimatter, that, yeah, it eats matter, but it but matter slows it down. I was like. Read a book, Chibnall. Read a <laughs> goddamn book. It's they annihilate each other. Fine, you can do that. That's but it's just going to cause a lot of energy. I don't understand. It's not like a you spill wine on the floor and then you throw some rice on it and you can soak it all up. Or you like it just. It's frustrating. And it, I mean, the passenger sucking it all inside. I'm assuming, was everyone dead inside? Because they're definitely dead now. A lot of antimatter wandering around inside. Well, I don't
1: think there was anyone left other than Dai and Vinder in there. And then they got out. So there was no one in it. So where'd they go? They burned them up yeah, to, to get the energy to oh, jump okay. onto the division ship.
3: This is, this is more of that senseless slaughter, which we probably shouldn't think too carefully yeah.
1: about or if we right. want to
3: enjoy
2: our happy ending. Oh, okay, yes. right, right. So, yeah, millions of people around the universe are now dead. And uh, but yeah, okay, okay, right. That's that's they're the bad guys. Yeah, so then then the, the passenger it didn't even explode, Wouldn't it would be nice of a bit of an explosion. Anyway, very frustrating. And I know Tom, I shouldn't, you mentioned in the last podcast, I shouldn't do this, but this is antimatter wave that when it hit the TARDIS back in episode one, it flew the doctor through time and space and all the all the uh, companions elsewhere as well. That's this is what the antimatter mm-hmm. does. To the TARDIS, which is open, seemingly today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, ran, you roll a random dice, read from the <laughs> table. the The flux now
1: does this. <laughs> it's it's just a, it's a that twenty every time.
2: Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so bizarre to go. It's antimatter. Okay, why? Just call it like meta matter and go. Okay, cool, whatever. it's, yeah. it's just yeah, magic. Exactly. Don't call it's it anti-matter. Sure. Yeah. It just uh, anyway. Well,
0: that leads into my next point on my list, which is I've worked out what the flux actually is. Oh, look at it. I now know, given how they were able to solve the flux question, or sorry, the flux question, is they got the passenger and they opened up the passenger's chest. Weirdly, I don't know why, it reminded me of Bender from Futurama, just like <laughs> <laughs> big robot with the chest opening up. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, and then you can hear the doctor yelling, hoover up all that flux. And I went, oh, The flux is cat hair. (laughs) Because it never stops. It's ongoing. It requires constant vacuuming. And then, you know, it's put away in a vacuum. And look, that was my attempt at a joke. It didn't quite work. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I'm not mad about it. I was just attempting to be funny in my millet challenge, but, you know, there's too much emotion. That's fine.
1: Very invested in this. Very invested.
0: Oh, what was the house is really probably the last thing on my mind. It was list. a
1: visual representation of all her stored memories that were being held in the fob watch.
0: Right.
1: And they were, so, they were destroying them and then putting them back together and every time they did, it hurt her.
0: Okay. I just, I... <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, I mean I,
1: that's, that's, that's what it was. Yep. I don't know I, what to tell you. <laughs>
0: um, oh, and then I did make a point of saying, so Di is really smart, mm. which is fine. She can sure. be smart. But they started off with this random scene of them just running and Vinda's like belting hell for leather and then is like, no, I've got to stop and have a breather. And she just catches up and says, well, you can't go anywhere anyway because we can't get out of here. She made
2: him run headfirst into a concrete wall, which is really mean. She's like, run up that river. He's okay, bong. She didn't go... Take it slowly. It's really going to hurt when you ricochet off it at 100 k's an hour. Yeah.
0: It was very much an exposition dump of ah, I've discovered this and this and this and this yes. and this and this is all yeah. very useful. All of which, all of which means nothing
1: because they get out, are immediately recaptured, and then the doctor just shows up with the TARDIS and rescues them.
3: Yeah. No, it could be hundred percent fair, yeah. I think that is explained to the extent that anything is explained in this story because yeah. in a brief time they were out, they were able to send a signal to the doctor. Sure. Okay. Because as that's I said, true. in this that's in true. this story, anybody can send a message to anybody else whenever they want. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just
3: by over, over whatever. Wishing distance. very hard that was the case. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well that's but, yeah, the, the that,
0: doctor talks to herself, like calls herself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just Mort calling awesome. This is Mort calling awesome. <laughs> nanu yes. nanu, come in Doctor. <laughs> So yes. That's really about all I have because I don't know, I was really hoping you guys would laugh at my cat hair joke more and that was gonna the finish. <laughs> um, oh time refers to the master. That's what I have here. There's some sort of the no. master's coming or something and their master. Oh, and the I, I
1: didn't I didn't pick up on that reference. Yeah. So
0: wait, suddenly it's referred wait.
3: to as, as master. It's not clear whether it's the master. No, no, no. Uh, it was
0: it was something, something and their master. And the yeah. doctor says, What do you mean and their master? So I I took it as being kind of a, you know, a slight double meaning there. And then, um, but and look, then I'm I, impressed that I picked up on something that Stu didn't. I'm like, high then, five me. No, no, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm being facetious. Like the, 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 the time person may as well have said, master, you get it, right? Oh, oh, no, master. I didn't.
0: Oh, no, not only did Stu pick up on it, but I didn't pick up on the fact that Stu was being sarcastic about picking up on it.
1: This episode's doing things to us.
0: <laughs> it's broken my brain, that's for sure.
3: I think last time I was on, I talked about cargo cults. Yes, mm. Yes, you did. Chris will uh, half remembers things from other better shows. So when we were talking about Ben and Vinda being the Doctor's parents, I was like, oh God, has he watched The Empire Strikes Back and gone, oh, people quite like it if somebody turns out to be someone else's father. Uh, <laughs> and so he's doing like his half-remembered, <laughs> half assed version of that. And I think in this episode, he has it in the back of his mind, oh, people quite like it if a character that everybody likes has to sacrifice themselves at the end.
1: Oh, God. Mm.
3: But Chris, yeah. come here, Chris. <laughs> it's gotta be for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only reason Jericho dies is oops, butterfingers. Yeah.
0: I was about to, that was the other thing on my list. I just hadn't, I hadn't seen that I'd written. I sound like I'm just trying to jump on Tom's bandwagon. But no, I actually was like the walls of Jericho came crumbling down. Um, <laughs> that was gonna be my joke. Uh, I've really screwed the pooch here today. Uh
2: um, <laughs> Just like the episode, your timing and pacing is off.
0: (laughs) If anything, it's a tribute. Um, (laughs) But yes, that was—I was really kind of upset by that. Like, I totally understood the—you know—brave old man sacrifices himself because he's lived a good life, and he says something like, "I've—I've lived more in my time with you, Doctor." But Mm. the doctor's only just popped back in after being. Surely he should have had that moment. Do you know know what would have fixed it? Or Dan?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know? You know what would have fixed it is Claire's ring gets broken. And he gives her his. Then mm. mm-hmm. go.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Simple. So so simple. Same same elements are all there. You just mm. you just do the thing that makes sense and and you know <laughs> isn't just an arbitrary plot movement.
0: I suppose he he said to her, "You go, I'll follow you." I guess that was what they were attempting to do. But you're right; it doesn't quite have the same emotional. Yeah, but, but
1: exactly like like he just oh. sort of he dropped his ring. Like, what the hell is that? Mm. <laughs> Like and Sontaran and, shot it. Yeah, and then and then Sontaran shot the very small ring that's sitting on the floor, <laughs> um, and then like he he just says, "Declare, like, go, I'll I'll catch up or whatever." And it's like that's not heroic at that point. Like you just dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you're,
0: doesn't the doctor turn up with an escape pod for him?
1: She says she says go and get an escape pod, but I think it's been blown up already or something like yeah. well, some the door was closed as well. Yeah. Like the, the, the
2: Sotaran was at the door trying to get in at that point. Uh, so he couldn't, he couldn't run off. It was a weird way for that character to go out.
1: for another yeah, And then minute. he just sort of goes like, well, I've lived a life. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> One day I would love a character like that to go. I wish
1: I'd never met you.
0: Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die. Oh Jesus. I don't want to die. <laughs> That's right. I was just trying to investigate psychics in 1967 <laughs> well, and now guess, I'm dying in, in 2021. What's that? I, mean, I guess they kind of have
2: done it in, the, in, in all seriousness if someone says to the doctor you're death like you you are death and Ooh. and and you should probably own that. There's that, that's a nice thing, not nice, that's the wrong word, but that's that's a, a powerful thing to do as well. But I mean you don't want to, you aren't Jericho to go out berating the doctor. No, no, no yes. That's They're the just doctor's screaming. job. For
0: women. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oof. I'm from 1967 This is Era appropriate <laughs> <laughs> So we can open up to the floor now um, Other things about this episode That we remember That we noted.
3: <laughs> I was briefly amused At the doctor taking the piss out of the Grand Serpent Until I realised that she's essentially making jokes In this week's script About how terrible last week's script was
0: <laughs> Yes How, how so? Oh,
1: the Grand Serpent Is that what your mum and dad called you? Oh yeah like yeah M- making fun of his name it's like yeah who's made up yeah, his name could... there chris yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> oh yeah i also like the fact that when you're being tortured it doesn't hurt at all it's vaguely uncomfortable it was like yeah. it was like oh i put my feet into vaguely warm water it's very upsetting oh i'm very Oh, i'm, va- I'm slightly discomforted not really though I'm like okay sure maybe just stab her with a stick I can't. Like, what was what was the plan here? Anyway, I keep saying every question I have is why, and I really hate that. Mm-hmm. I really hate that's why or who, and that's the whole problem with it. If if every question is why was this, then there's a um, the whole thing is just broken.
0: <sighs> so do we think then over the next three specials, because we have three more specials with Jodie Whittaker, because her time is coming to an end, etc.
1: <laughs> is we're all very nonplussed by this. <laughs> like, sure,
0: are they going to open up that? Fob, the chameleon circuit.
1: I think they will if only because like he deliberately left himself like an out where she, she asks the TARDIS, hide this somewhere where I can never find it unless I really need to. It's like,
0: what <laughs> what, are you,
1: what are we doing here? Like,
0: <laughs> this is what I call having it both ways. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, like just blatantly having it like whatever.
3: I mean, I if this it's... was any other writer, I would say yes, of course, because, you know, yes, of course we're going to find out why the TARDIS has got so many doors in it yes of course we're going to find out why the Sontarans have been in Russia for 250 years yes of course, yes of course, yes of course but no, seemingly no
2: yeah, that's true <laughs> on a meta level with russell c davies taking over there'll be a new doctor new showrunner. everything will be new and everything's got to get wrapped up i'm assuming you can't say to the- russell T davies oh I- i've set up your plan for you I- i'd be if i was rtd i'd be like no i've got my own ideas thanks you know like well it's surely it's got to be an ending of everything and moving on uh, clearing the decks a bit Surely, he says, after watching these six episodes and still believing in fairies. Here's a thought Uh,
0: experiment that I'm sure if we, we can do now and then maybe return to after the specials, but what bits of the Jodie Whittaker Doctor or the stories anyway could be, you know, carried through? Like obviously in this one they've carried through the chameleon circuit and they've carried through, what else?
3: My guess would be that when Russell takes over, at first it'll feel like a completely clean slate. It'll be going back to just the new Doctor, having adventures, meeting new people, self-contained stories. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff does get kind of drip-fed back in. Sure. And there's a a storytelling principle which I actually learnt when I was briefly studying cold reading, how to pretend to someone else that you have psychic powers and can divine things about them. There's all sorts of techniques that people can use if they want to do this kind of act. And one very powerful one is described by Ian Rowland, who wrote a fantastic book about this, as reprise with gold paint. So this is the bit towards the end of the psychic reading where you recap the conversation so far. And in the recapping, you make your own powers of divination and prognostication seem so much more impressive than they were at the time. But of course, in doing that, you now implant a memory that this is what had actually occurred. And sometimes in storytelling, you can do that as well. You can reprise with gold paint. You can say, uh, oh yes, uh, what was actually happening in earlier episodes was this and make it sound like it makes sense now. Mm. Mm. And so we might get a bit of that. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Russell starts picking some of the bits and pieces that he thought had potential and does a bit of reprise with gold paint on them.
1: Mm. Well, what do we think about the whole, like, fugitive doctor idea, like, like beyond Joe Martin? Like, because presumably there's other incarnations of the doctor out there. According to this current canon, there, there's other doctors running around out there and, and things that she would have done. Is that ripe storytelling potential out there? I don't know. Like, in, in that idea, like, like, could someone come along, take that germ of an idea, like, like a Russell T Davies, and, and make that into something actually worthwhile?
2: I mean, if you have... The doctor, the, the fugitive doctor, the versions of that doctor doing stuff for division, that's before that doctor decided that was wrong. So you hmm. could have the modern doctor, the, the current incarnation, fighting themselves. And yes. then yes. what's scarier than the doctor going up against the doctor? And that's you know the person who knows you that well, because uh, it's you another version of you there's potential there i think there's, this is just, interesting stories
0: i'm just hearing xena all over again the, <laughs> the, the badass versus the reformed trying to be good that's what i'm hearing i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that xena did it first i mean <laughs> i mean sure you've got your man with a thousand faces and a hero with a thousand journeys whatever but you've also got a you know warrior princess born in the heat of battle mm. the passion the danger she is I say this mostly to <laughs> makes you laugh. That's really why. Uh, uh, and scene. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just don't know what to add to the conversation because I keep thinking about how Xena, much. obviously. Yes, well, yes, but obviously. Well, you're daydreaming how, about a better show. <laughs> uh, but how that was considered a you know, kind of a dodgy, slapped together, sort of fun, silly, fake history kind of show, like, you know, but big drama, cheesy, whatever. But it had character growth and it had characters I cared about and it was silly and inconsequential. But then you'd have things like, oh, my God, Gabrielle's kid has killed Xena's kid and how can their friendship ever recover? And, (laughs) of course, the only way to do that is by going to a magical land of musicals under the sea where they sing out all their emotions at each other. (laughs) And sure. yeah. this, series has, yeah, yeah.
3: this series has character growth. Calvinista starts out in episode one wanting to murder the Doctor and Yaz, and then by the end of episode six, his entire species having been wiped out because of the Doctor is like, oh, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, can we talk about the wiping out of the Lapari? It happens sort of off screen, mm. or the yeah. and just tells him about it?
2: For yeah. plot reasons. They were airlocked. Now, I'd like to point out the and seven also- billion, seven billion, <clears throat> roughly human-shaped creatures Dox that would be a cube i'm going to guess probably oh. a kilometer high like it would be a kilometer cubed I'm a lot confident. of biomass there's a lot point. of biomass i burning up in the atmosphere that's going to be really bad for the earth like that's 7 billion people coming out of the sky
0: would that happen or would they just be floating in space
2: well they're in low earth orbit so they yeah they'll be up there for a while but then you've got 7 billion dogs just uh, yes, they're if, gonna get pulled just, in. They're gonna get pulled uh, in, but I'm gonna say at some it'll point.
1: be it'll be raining dogs. Raining, it'll be smell. Just, Can you imagine the smell? Uh, oh god. Burnt dog hair. Burnt dog. Oh, oh no.
0: Sorry, I was gonna say it's it's like a all-kill shelter on a Saturday afternoon. See, bad, bad <laughs>
2: ouch. Bad
4: Natalie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, telling, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm i I'm a terrible person. This is go back to Zena. Go back to something nice.
1: <laughs>
0: but yes, the Laparis all get murdered off-screen and it doesn't really matter, I guess, because the only one that we've met is Carvinista.
1: There's a moment there where we kind of get a weird mini revelation that Carvinista was like officially a companion. Mm. But we get that by the doctor saying, Were you my companion? Mm. Like she's filling in her own Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does she normally, she doesn't really call her companions companions, does she? Like,
2: not, really, not, in the, that they,
1: not in modern times. No, no, like 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 the, the doctors the fam. Used to, Yeah, the, the fam, like like she, like the doctors in the classic series would call them his assistant every once in a while. Like, mm. This is my assistant, but like you know, ne- it was never like capital C companion. Like that was never a, a an in show term. <laughs> and she just drops it because again, we're talking in plot contrivances and Wikipedia articles. Like it's. <laughs> Oh, Lordy! Except like he does he manages it through that stupid mask. He manages to to uh, emote. Like the guy playing Carvanista is great. I love him.
3: The actor in this case is called Craig Ells. I don't know if anything else. And yeah, he's fine. I mean, uh, most of the performances are fine, but no one's given anything they can really get hold of, and nothing mm. means anything on any emotional level. It's all just you know, as as we've all been saying, it's all just a lot of light and noise. Mm. <laughs> well. It's- that's it. and on that, on that cheery note. note. <laughs> uh,
0: so, is there anything else? I mean, maybe we'll have to get the the fan back together after the New Year's special, maybe. Because is it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? I always forget. New
3: Year's Day, I believe.
0: Day. Uh, which
3: is why it's called Eve of the Daleks. Eve oh. of
0: the Daleks. Eve of the Daleks. Mm. E- yes. That's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Natalie, where you draw the line? I
0: don't. Know. <laughs> No, but you've had, like, Genesis of the Daleks and Regeneration of the Daleks and Death of the Daleks or, you know, sort of strong, commanding verbs. No, nouns. Whatever. (laughs) I don't know words.
2: I just started thinking of,
0: we have
2: to get the roof fixed. It's raining eaves of the (laughs) Daleks.
0: I mean, my cat head joke was also funny, but, you know. (laughs) I'm trying to come across as um, a narcissistic personality on the podcast. See, Stu is the nice one who has to correct my <laughs> my innate meanness. I'm trying to think of what else from this episode or in the, indeed the series as a whole. The flux turned out to be not as deadly, but also deadly because it's wrecked most of the universe, which <laughs> has not been fixed. So does that mean they'll be travelling in time and space, and future adventures will have to acknowledge that? Oh, the flux came through here.
1: Exactly. Like that's my point. Like, like, so they've just left most of the known universe in ruins, mm. and will they deal with that? Probably not. We, we certainly doesn't seem like we're going to be dealing with it in the next special.
4: Mm.
1: Who knows? And what was? Uh, I mean, we, we've spent we've spent a lot of time talking about what we absolutely outright hated and despised about this episode and the series in general. Like, what was what was the high point? For you guys, what can you point to as like like your your favorite episode, favorite moment? Like, was there? Image of the
3: angels largely worked again Mm. when we weren't channel hopping to some other story that didn't have anything to do with it. It's all undone in the opening moments of the next episode but it is it is fascinating that uh, a lot of the problems with these stories seem to be that Christian has fallen prey to George Lucas syndrome uh, and he's just doing everything himself and has nobody there to tell him no yeah but then the one time again we, we can never know what was going on behind the scenes we never know what scripts were submitted and discarded what ideas from those scripts might have ended up in the final product but it's only bits and pieces they're so not enough for a credit etc 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 but it does just seem to me as if there's a huge jump in quality right from the very beginning of that episode. And it's the only one with another writer credited. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
2: It's funny. That. Yeah. Great. High point. I agree with Tom. It was village of the angels and that was actually a fun part and meeting Eustatius, Eustatius, Eustatian yeah, Jericho. Eustatius. Uh, I, I really liked that character. When we first met him, and for all the reasons you already talked about, as in he was incredulous, but not stupid. And he he wasn't like a bumbling, awful man. He worked out pretty quickly what was going on and worked. So I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the creepy little girl in that episode. So that's the only thing that really sticks in my head. Everything else is just, everything's just a... a, a- Influx, pardon the pun I didn't mind the, the three Doctors coming together Three versions of the Doctor out of phase I enjoyed yeah. that concept And it was very quick I wish they could spend an episode just focusing on that That would be fun But yes, I enjoyed that as well That's basically it I I guess I didn't mind the Sontarans versus the British Empire And that was sort of fun as well That sort of silliness you know, I'm on a horse was sort of amusing <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was kind of cute so uh, these little things like do come back to me like that. But otherwise, no, I, I, it shouldn't have been six episodes long. I don't know what it, if, I keep thinking it should have been one episode, but not this story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what I quite mean by that. I just think that in the end, what we got wasn't worth watching six episodes for. And I am glad that Doctor Who exists. I've been a fan for a very long time. And even, I mean, it's a concept of like even bad Doctor Who is good. It's like pizza. This wasn't, this was actually yeah. bad. I have no interest in going back and watching these episodes, any of her episodes, again, and that's really horrible uh, for me. I, I hate feeling that way, and I just, I want her character, that version, the Thirteenth Doctor, to to have something very, very Doctory, and I just don't feel, I, yeah, which makes me sad.
1: I don't disagree with you. I, 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 don't think the problem is is Jodie Whittaker. I think she's working hard to try and elevate something, but I don't think my read, anyway, is that is that it's just not there like there's nothing to elevate and so she's sort of bumbling around desperately trying to sort of come up with some sort of characterization when none has been given to her um
4: mm.
1: Mm. you know i top mentioned last week her and chibnall are sort of working across purposes because they're both relying on the other to bring the characterization to the table and, and neither of them are doing that um so maybe maybe they're both to blame there i i don't think Jodie Whittaker specifically is the problem. I would really have loved to have seen her maybe stick around for the at least the first bit of the RTD the, mm. the RTD 2 just to see what a different showrunner would have done with her whether the, there would have been anything different whether it truly was like the writing or maybe there's just something lacking in her performance who knows yeah I think that would have been really interesting but it obviously wasn't to be unless she comes back for the 60th yeah
2: and that's and we'll probably see her come I said she'll come back
1: and and in multi-doctor stories and that'll be really interesting and, and well, hopefully it'll be really interesting mm. uh, <laughs> well because but, as, as I sort of said I've, I've sort of noticed in the run of these this, this run of episodes like when she's got the joe martin doctor there to bounce off of she actually snaps into focus a bit more mm. and you get a sense of what this incarnation of the doctor is and yeah you don't often get that you you, you often just get a general sort of doctory shape that says doctory things but but there's no real characterization there um, guess- for, for me, I, I would I would just say that like the the most positive thing to come out of the entire uh, six episode arc is of course Evil Dan, um, <laughs> easily yes. the best thing to come out of this uh, episode this this run is Evil Dan <laughs> the best fan creation that there has been for many many
0: years. Is that still going? Is it still-, it's still going?
1: Absolutely. There's new ones up today. What's funny
2: with Evil Dan is other people have jumped on board, but I can always tell when it's just someone else who's ripped off the idea and yeah, run with it. That's right. You go, oh, you're not know, the original Evil Dan. I can I can. In, there's there's yeah. that person managed to capture just, something. Just said, je ne sais
1: quoi. There's something yeah.
2: there. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I will give Evil Dan a lot,
1: actually. <laughs> What's the point of being alive? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did enjoy the doctor swapping out with Joe Martin's doctor in the Temple of Atropos.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, and
2: that doctor, that was, And maybe this goes back on, me desperately looking for something to, to make up what I just said before. But when she, when it was Jodie Whittaker playing Joe Martin's doctor in yeah. Jodie Whittaker's body, she, I really, you go, Oh, well, that's really, that was actually kind of fun. And, yeah. and she was, it was a different, it was like, you go, okay, so you're a different person and you came across like a different person. And I, so yeah, it can be done. I just, maybe I just don't like the way this doctor is. We've, we've said before, she, we you know, we know we were chatting off the podcast. She's like a wacky sociopath. Yes, and yeah. so she, she's kind of like, weee, and all sugar. And then suddenly like, but geez, like when you think of what she actually does, but it doesn't come across like she's just bouncing through and being destructive. Oh, it's so weird. I just find it odd.
0: I like Jericho. Although as Tom pointed out, he wasn't nearly as good in the second episode he was in, which was the fifth episode last week. He wasn't as, or he did have a very, very good fake beard attached at one point, but.
3: <laughs> it disappeared uh, uh, yes. almost as swiftly as it arrived.
0: Oh yeah, he didn't have it this episode. Of course, that was. Strange. I think it, I think
3: Dan and Jericho's beers at one point I think appear and disappear in the same scene.
0: <laughs> oh wow!
1: I'd have to go back and check, and I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean Dan was fun. He he was a bit useful to begin with, but less useful. Although he did say, "What did he say?" This he said, "Fetch your dog," and I have.
2: Mm, yeah. Yes. Just in case you mm. all missed that audience, that, that think
3: very how, subtle thing. Think how different all of this would have played out if. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess it was a a swing at that Chris Chibnall took to try and you know, get people on board and committed for first six episodes to sort of see how it would go because once you've committed you're in for the whole six I guess.
2: As Tom was saying before, people, on average, normal people who don't podcast but Doctor Who they seem very, <laughs> po- they seem very positive Who are they? Who are they? They seem, they seem very positive about it and I was trying to work that out going, is it honestly written? And I'm not talking down, you know, it's written for children but it, maybe it is, maybe if you're if you are very young and you you've stepped into this, you're not like
1: a 40 something <laughs> with years of experience of Doctor Who, this is fun. Maybe it's just what you want. Maybe it's exactly what you want. I don't necessarily think so. And I, I, I said this to someone today. I, w- I was just sort of thinking to myself, like, imagine, imagine a ten-year-old watching this episode, like, and just being completely. <laughs> and utterly baffled by what was going on. It's like what what is even happening right now? Can they follow it? Can they even understand what's happening? You know? Like, like I mean, yeah. I I my, my I imagine that the Sontaran's loving chocolate thing was thrown in for the kids, which is fine. I I don't really mind that, but it's like
0: offensive, but sure. Sure, sure, <laughs> yes. Yes,
1: a, a, an offensive betrayal, but, you know, like it's, it's it's something that you throw in. It's a silly bit of nonsense that, that like, you know, some of the younger kids will laugh at. Mm. But, like, are the eight-year-olds who are watching this episode of Doctor Who following what's going on? Do they remember things from three episodes ago? Like, maybe I'm giving young nerds not enough credit. <laughs> I
3: don't yeah. know.
1: But, you know, it just seems, think, yeah, it I seems like it would kids, be hard to follow.
3: Kids deserve better than this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, they do. I mean, this used to be a show for all the family. And I remember uh, Tom Baker, I think it's on the um, the rather wonderful 1970s documentary about the show, saying, you know, it's, uh, it's for all the family because the, the little kids like seeing people running up and down corridors and the teenagers are getting interested by the science fiction concepts and the parents can sit on the sofa going, you know, isn't this fun? Mm -hmm. But, but Mm -hmm. who has this episode, this run of episodes been for? It can't be for, for diehard fans who are the ones who are most vocal in their criticism of the direction (laughs) the show is Mm. taking. It can't be for the casual viewer because it's so bewildering. And it certainly can't be for, you know, trying to attract new viewers to the franchise, because if you're going to follow it at all, you have to have an in-depth knowledge of everything that's happened in the last two seasons. And, Lest we forget, the first of Jodie Whittaker's seasons was what is it now, four years ago? Mm.
1: Wow. Yeah, was it
0: 2018, 2017?
1: Yes. Christmas 2017 was the last, was Twice Upon a Time, uh, which was the last Capaldi. Oh, do you remember,
2: remember that episode? And do you yeah, remember the card? And the doctor, the doctor goes, Oh, yes, yes, I picked you up from World War I. One, One what do you mean one? Oh, sorry spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. and you go, and you go yes. oh god that's a, in one little line he has and, and the doctor gives this kind of little sorry smile and moves on and you're like that mm. just kicked me right in the groin and you just <laughs> you remember just one line of the doctor mm. doctor show could just make you go oof that's pretty good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and just they can do, the show can do that. And you don't, and if it goes over your head, that's fine. And, but it's, it's really important. And the Doctor making big choices about, I'm going to die now because that's more important to die. I, I can't keep changing.
1: That's an episode that is very specifically all about digging into the character of the Doctor and what makes them work. Mm. And it succeeds. It finds its thesis uh, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I really, and it's almost <laughs> immediately undone. And then uh, you, and you, yeah, you have jokes like, "I thought I'd regenerate to be younger. I am younger," and it just
2: it just <laughs> just wackiness like that. You're like, and you, "Yes, that's that's lovely, lovely jokes and lovely." Yeah, I just that's what that's that's what I want. I can't, I just that's all I want. I I can't. I don't even need a massive. I don't need it to be endless you know, massive uh, investment site, a massive money put into the episodes and big special effects. It's just character work and the doctor yeah. being the doctor. And what, what was, um, what was Craig Verkinson's line about intelligence and romance versus brute force and ignorance. And that's the greatest thing that's ever been said about the doctor. That's always the right thing about the doctor. It's, it's whoever the doctor is, that should be the the central tenets of their life. And when they don't go down that path, then it all comes undone very quickly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what a lovely journey this has been sharing <laughs> with you all. You know, I think what I'll take out of this is friendship. Mm. and
2: <laughs> The flux with the friends we made along the way.
0: <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think, I mean, you know, to be able to get together and kind of chew over things, and why, why you find them off-putting or not likeable is really good and certainly good for me as someone who wants to be a creative person in going, oh, what works, what doesn't work, what captures people's imagination, what turns them off. You know, I think that's um, I enjoy sitting and listening and, and uh because I do more of that in Doctor Who. So it's very, very fun to hear all of your opinions. And yeah. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you for, for having us,
3: with. Natalie. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Listeners to Who's Raven On, thank you so much for joining us for this six episode arc. If you would like to call in, you can do so on Twitter. I'm at Girl Clumsy. Stu is at Disco Stew. You can find Greg at The War. And you can find Tom at Tom Selinski with a Y at the end. There is Smart Enough to Know Better is Greg's podcast. Please go and listen to that. And Tom has a fabulous podcast called Best Pick where they have done all of the Oscar Best Picture winners and they are now doing other sort of films and really interesting stuff. So go follow that. It's Best Pick with a K at the end. And you can come and see Die Hard, the movie, the play, if you are in Brisbane. It runs from the 12th of December to the 23rd of December. That's right. It's an interactive Fun tribute to the movie Die Hard that you will love if you're in Brisbane. So come along. Um, you can look up brisbanepowerhouse.org for tickets to that. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to this. Thank you also to my patrons on patreon.com, patreon.com slash girl clumsy. Thank you, thank you so much. You have got me through uh, 2022. Stu and I will be coming back with some James Bond and continuing on with our Batman series. We'll probably do a Doctor Who New Year's Day podcast and we'll kick on into 2022 with more stuff. It never ends. Uh, so until then, thank you all, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Cheerio. All We'll see you next time, fam.
1: Bye, fam.